more Sam Howe, more injuries, and what to expect from joint practices with the Ravens. All that and more on your 14 August Daily Commanders update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. We're on the Believe Network and we bring you content every day on the day on the Daily Commanders update. Make sure you're checking us out here on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcast because we'll be there as well. Stoner, the yeah. 14th of August, this practice with fans, with pads, and without the Ravens. That's coming up here later this week. We'll get more on that here in a little bit. Uh, but first, before we get to that practice, Stoner, there was a nugget shared that we wanted to talk about. And, and that is the amount of snaps that Sam Howell took during the Ravens game, as Mitch Tischler here tweets about, of all the presumed starting QBs, Sam Howell played the most snaps and dropped back the most times in week one of the preseason of any of those quarterbacks. Hmm. What do you make of this stat? Well, gosh, uh, I mean, that's not something we were expecting, right? If you look at last year, this was a different offensive coordinator last year with Scott Turner, but now you've got the enemy. And last year, Scott Turner only dropped him back or he only had 19 pass attempts in the entire game. This year in a preseason game, Sam Howell dropped back 12 times in only three possessions. Yeah. So obviously it was a point of emphasis for them. They wanted to see Sam work. So they're doing a whole lot more. And if you'll bring that that slide back up real quick, Nathan, Absolutely. what I thought was real interesting about that is at the in the middle there, the running back snaps, Brian Robinson had 11 snaps, and eight of those he went out for a pass. Mm. And same with Gibson, 10 snaps and seven he went out for a pass. So he was getting the running backs involved, whether or not they were getting the ball, the running backs were involved in the passing game big time, both Robinson and Gibson. And I think that's that's pretty significant to what the enemy wants to do throughout the year. Yeah, it, it'll be really interesting here against the Ravens. These joint practices, I think you're going to see a little bit more, you know, testing the limits of what this offense can do. Mm. And then against the Ravens during the game on Monday night will be much the same. Still kind of keeping it vanilla, but at least really kind of testing where they're going to go. One of those things they're testing is whether or not Sadiq Charles could be solidified there on the line at left guard. You were thinking Chris Paul was going to take that spot. I tend to agree with you at yeah. least long term here. But as Zach Selby tweets out, the Sadiq Charles was working with the ones today, even had a nice rep working with Leno. So yeah. what what do you think about this continued Sadiq Charles you know, saga that's going on. Well, that's two days in a row now since the game that he did not participate in on Friday, two practices in a row that he's been going with the ones yesterday. They weren't doing any hitting. So really there wasn't a whole test on his, uh, on his health or anything, but today was full pads, full hitting in practice today. And he was running with the ones. I mean, maybe we did some sort of reverse curse or something on, on the whole Chris Paul is taking over the number one spot. And ever since then it's been Sadiq Charles with the ones. Yeah. So we'll just kind of have to see again with this whole week. And look, we're right in the middle. We are almost dead center of the middle of training camp. 
And you're going to see a lot of fluctuation with those position battles. We'll see what ends up happening, but it's good that he was out there healthy, number one, and full practice. And he's getting some reps at one. So we'll see how that position battle goes. Offensive line is one of those ones that you want to see get a lot of time working with each other. It's kind of similar to QB, right? Sam Howell is somebody who we really want to get as many reps as possible because that's how you're going to see whether or not he's going to improve and who he is Mm -hmm. and and everything like that. Offensive lines are the same, you know, working next to Chris Paul is going to be different than working next to Sadiq Charles. And you kind of need to get into a rhythm to see how things are going to go. It's similar. Washington has had issues with the center position, staying healthy. Yeah. We'll have to see how that goes. There has been more, in line for that but first we wanted to share some videos from practice with you some and good stuff uh first i will say i'll give a big shout out here to uh mason kinahan who has been at pretty much every training camp and providing some really good uh videos clean videos for people to see uh this one here sam howe just absolute dark to diami brown mm. just love to see it stoner thing of beauty put it put it on time he had the arm strength to sneak it in there without worrying about somebody coming up and taking. I mean, let's be honest. If that was a Taylor Heineke throw and as close as that was, that probably would have been knocked down by the defensive back. But you're gonna you're gonna have to put a dollar in the jar, my friend. All right, no problem. <laughs> but I, I'll take every chance I can get to uh, take shots at, at Taylor Heineke. Uh, but yeah, it was such zip that he threw that in there right in between two defenders. On time, beautiful throw, perfect. You'd love to see plays like that from uh, from yeah. our guy, Sam Howell. Not all of them are, you know, going to sneak through, though, as uh, this one here from Sam Howell gets broken up by Forbes. Just great coverage on Jahan Dotson, again, from Mason Kinahan. If, you, if you're not following Mason, go ahead and do that because he, he puts out a lot of good content there for you. So thanks to Mason for this. Yep. Again, Sam Howell, a little bit of a breakup, kind of taking the good with the bad here, right, Stoner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Forbes did a good job of he let uh, Dotson kind of get on top of him, but he didn't let him move him off of his line, and he was able to hold it against Dotson. So as soon as Dotson made that cut, he was right there, and he was able to break it up. And And from everything that we've heard in training camp, Forbes has been doing that all camp long. Of course, he's going to get beat on some plays, but uh, the majority of time he's making some uh, excellent plays at corner. He is going to be a shutdown corner. He's going to be that guy this team's been looking for to be the shutdown on one side of the field or on the main receiver for the other team. So lots to like about what Forbes is doing. Now we talk a lot about Sam Howell, and we'll get to the tracker in a little bit, but let's show you something from the second string quarterback. And that's Mm. Jacoby Brissett doing some pretty good things himself as uh, we got a play here where he steps up into the pocket. uh, Possibly a sack here by Jacoby. Nice uh, pass out to, of all people, Dax Milne, who broke up up the sideline there and makes a one-handed grab. Yeah, de- definitely Jacoby would have been sacked on that play. They they let him go. But it was a nice play by Milne to kind of jump up there and grab that. I don't even think that was intended for him because he <laughs> threw that before Milne even made his move uh, upfield. You see coming oh, back, yeah, I think that's Pringle yeah. that's coming back. 
Pringle coming Maybe back. Maybe it's yeah. Bowen. I can't quite tell who it is, which number, but I think that's who it was for. But uh, it was a really nice uh, play by Milne, nice one-handed catch. But for sure, he would have been sacked. But still, you just like to see the effort. Yeah, how how much, you know, we know, we know Dax Milne is going to be one of those end-of-the-roster guys. Mm-hmm. He's kind of having people creep into, other players creep into his business as a return guy. Yeah. What does Dax Milne bring as a receiver that might keep him, you know, employed here in Washington? Um, nothing. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not skilled and he's not talented because he definitely is. He's on this roster for a reason. He was prolific in college for a reason, but it just gets to be a numbers game that, especially in his situation, I think what really helped him was that he was the kick returner and the punt returner last year as a rookie. And he didn't do a whole lot, right? But now you get Casimir Allen in here. And if Casimir Allen can do things at that position, then that's probably where he's going to get his spot taken away. But it's a whole thing. Does Ron want a specialist like Casimir Allen? Because you probably don't want to have Casimir Allen out there as a wide receiver. So I and it's, it's so tough. Do you want a guy who does who's a specialist and does only returns? Or do you want a guy like Dax Milne who can be a receiver and be a returner while not being a great returner. Whereas Casimir Allen gives you those spectacular, uh, potentially spectacular plays. Mm. So I don't know. It's going to be a numbers game right down to the end. Uh, one of those guys is not going to make it, I fear. Oh, really? Uh, by the way, 16 was Pringle, just for the record. On Dax Milne, I think he runs a great route. That was always something that was kind of why I think he has stuck around so much is because yeah. he knows – yeah, I bet you he knows the playbook pretty well, but he he also just runs a nice, clean, crisp route. I don't think he's as athletic or as fast as some of the other players like a Kashmir right. Allen, but it'll be it, it will be interesting whether or not they go with someone reliable and, and Dax Milne or somebody who has that burst potential and a Kashmir Allen or even your guy Pringle there. Cause we know how much mm-hmm. stoner loves Pringle. I do. We've shown you good. We've shown you some bad. We showed you some good again. Let's get back to something that could be seen as good. If you're on the defensive side of the ball mm. and that's our man, Jeremy Reeves uh, catching an interception here. Just kind of an air mall air mailed ball here from Sam. That just mm. went by everybody. Yep. Not good. Not, Not good for Sam. Good. Yeah. I think this play is probably dead here as as both the kind of the defensive players just kind of let up once they got beat once they had their man beat. In fact, trying to think who's who is this out there on the uh the side there? Ninety-two it looks like. Uh you know, so kind of stopped running before Sam Howell had thrown the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, we, we've had a couple, you know, these plays with Sam Howell. I'm, I'm really interested, Stoner, on the Sam Howell tracker. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, um, in, in that particular play, he tried to throw it over the linebacker. Cody Barton got a nice deep drop, mm-hmm. and he tried to put it up high for Cole Turner, who's, what, 6'5". Mm-hmm. So he was hoping that Cole Turner could go. I mean, but, I mean, Manute Bowl probably couldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> There's a reference. They go way back reference machine there. I could have used Wembayana, but I went with Manute Bowl instead. Uh, but, yeah, it was just one of those plays. Everything looked good, though. If you watch Howell specifically, he his footwork was excellent on the play, and he just threw it too high. 
and Reeves was right there to snag it. And uh, yeah, I mean, interceptions happen just as long as they're not consistent in camp. Yep. All right. Like I said, we've seen some good. We've seen some bad. You got that Sam Howell tracker, Stoner. It's all you. All right, Sam Howell tracker. You know, I wanted to clarify something with the Sam Howell tracker. The whole reason we started doing this in the last couple of years is that we tried to read between the lines of when the beat reporters were saying things about the quarterback position when they wouldn't necessarily say it was he was not good that day, but you could tell what they were saying. And in this case, Sam Howell did throw an interception or two in camp today, but you didn't get that from the beat reporters today. You didn't hear any things uh, kind of under the radar, like, you know, Sam Howell struggling or Sam Howell was, didn't have good footwork today or Sam Howell this, Sam Howell that. Everyone was basically like this was a typical practice for the offense, a typical day. So believe it or not, Nathan, I'm going with, I'm going with it was a good day for Sam That's Howell. right. tones in these tweets that the beat reporters were putting out and again that was the whole reason why we started this tracker is to try and read between the lines there was nothing to read between today so for august 14th we're chalking up another one in the good side which is now 11 oh i suppose no yeah 11 to 5 which i believe that's now six consecutive it is, good days yeah we were we, we 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 joked yesterday about doing the tracker didn't do it but this is six in a row now for sam yeah. Howell. good nice and, and it's a valid point there because a lot of the times you will hear praise uh, of a qb especially yeah. here in washington or just any camp in general you're going to hear praise but when we actually get to the actual field things are aren't translating so it's just like you you have to kind of see where they're trying to be nice about it and trying to be willing to you know see where things are going to go but in reality things aren't good likewise there are times let's go back to patrick mahomes i mean i'm sure he did have a rough camp his sophomore year at times sure there was obviously something special there as he ended up throwing 50 touchdowns we'll see if sam how does as the year goes along but yeah as far as training camp he's been doing really well and he has. some of those things trans translate now you don't you don't hear the undertones of of issues with sam howell that you heard we heard it last year nathan with carson wentz we heard it loud and clear and we heard it the year before with fitzpatrick in training camp you could hear him talking about without saying he sucks they were basically saying he's been sucking in practice mm-hmm. you're not hearing that this year Yep. So hopefully good things continue for Washington on that front because they have started to run into a little bit of injury issues. Now, thankfully, nothing entirely, you know, downright awful. But Logan Thomas, once again, not practicing for Darian Mathis, not at practice either. Chase Young sitting in pads, going through some early drills, dealing Mm -hmm. with that stinger. That's from Nikki J here is going to continue here because antonio gibson was dealing with cramps late in practice yep. reporting by ben standing here hopefully minor as uh ben talks about as well uh zach selby bringing some information on sam cosme john kime in this as well sam cosme gets injured goes to the tent comes out 
his knee is wrapped, helmet in hand. John Kime saying he watched teammates doing individual drills during special team session. Uh, but Zach did say he was also back in the field participating in some of those drills. That was a scary one, Nathan, because the the initial reports were it looked fairly not serious, but he mm-hmm. was in a lot of pain when he first went down. Yeah. So I don't think it turned out to be that way, but they were a little bit concerned at first. A lot of the beat reporters, again, you read between the lines of what they're saying when they say he was hurting and, and needed help getting off the field that usually means something a little worse yeah. than what it actually turned out to be. Yeah, I saw that he was walking on his own. There was, you know, uh, information out there that he had walked off the field on his own power, but mm-hmm. just the way that it was talked about him being down on the ground and, and, you know, needing that assistance, it definitely seemed like we were in for a very, very bad day. And then Sadiq Charles is definitely going to stick on the roster at that point because yeah. you're going to need somebody out at right guard uh, to do it. Not One more injury to report, and uh, that's Benjamin St. Juice uh, having tweaked his ankle. Uh, John Kime saying it slowed him at the end of practice Sunday, and he wasn't out on the field today. Yeah. For, and, and we actually kind of caught a little bit of that maybe some others did as well stoner that there was actually one play in particular against the browns that just happened to catch three people three guys and one play yep and we're going to share that to you uh video here is from mark bullock uh kind of showing you the chase almost sack here that's where he got the singer you got fedarian mathis who came up limping as he was chasing down Deshaun Watson and then right here at the end of the play Jamin Davis jumps over Fedarian Mathis and lands on BSJ and you see Benjamin St. Juice kind of hopping uh, up and down here Fedarian Mathis might have also ran into him but I do think Stoner you were pointing it out that it was actually uh, Jamin Davis hopping over that landed on the backside of Benjamin St. Juice yeah yeah if yeah i mean chase got the stinger trying to get the sack and he didn't play after that mathis was trying to chase deshaun watson and kind of hobbled he went out but he did go back in and then saint juice like you said had the ankle stepped on he did play a little bit more but then as you just said on sunday his ankle wasn't feeling too great and so he uh kind of slowed down at the end of practice and then didn't practice today at all so yeah, that was one play, and you took out three starters, basically. Man. Yeah, not not good for Washington. Now, the question here comes, Stoner, is what's yep. coming up. Yep. And that's practice with the Ravens, a little yep. joint action, which we love. Ron Rivera talked about how teams that do this you know, are shown to be better than teams that don't do it. And we got mm-hmm. uh, a tweet here explaining more of Ron Rivera, this one from J.P. Finley. Ron Rivera makes it clear as commanders head to Baltimore for joint practices. We don't want any bull. Rivera says the Ravens are a great test. One of the best franchises in the NFL, and he wants his players to get great work competing against a very good football team. So now stoner, the question comes with all of these injuries with this practice coming up. How far does Washington push it? Oh, man, I don't think they're going to push it hardly at all because you have to worry about all these little knick-knack, nick-ticky-tack injuries. Uh, 
I don't think they're going to push it. You still got a few weeks before the regular season starts, and it is good competition, but I don't think they want to risk some of these smaller things. So I don't think you're going to see basically all those guys we just talked about. You're not going to see Logan, Mathis, probably not Sadiq Charles even, Cosme, BSJ, uh, all those guys. Anybody who's who's kind of nicked up just a little bit, I don't think you're going to see them get to the season healthy as stoners yeah. take. I personally think that they're going to push into this competition a little bit. You're going to see some of that fire that you saw between commanders and players hmm. kind of come out there, but maybe hopefully not too much. We'll see though. But I have kind of a theory I want to throw by you real quick before, before we close out here is that, you know, the guys were the whole be enemy thing with they were pushing them too hard or whatever. These are the kinds of things that I think they're concerned about, that the players are concerned about with so many tough practices, long practices. They're not complaining about, they're not being soft. They're just saying, look, we have to worry about the BSJs of the world getting his ankle tweaked. Maybe we should scale back the practice a little bit. We've still got all this time. Our bodies are being pushed to the limit now. Why do we need that? so early on in training camp. So I think they're probably going to scale back a little bit with these practices just for the injured guys, the guys who are nicked up. Well, we will certainly see, and we'll continue bringing you great content here on ref the district. Again, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. This has been your daily commanders update for 14 August. And until next time, you're going to go pummel some Lamar Jackson. Be a fan. Be a fan.